October 30th. And now, as we turn our attention to the New Testament, our reading today will be from the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. God has spoken to us. What a tremendous statement. And what a great responsibility it brings to you if you have heard His voice through His Word. See that you do not refuse Him who speaks, it says. What you do with the Word of God determines what you will enjoy of God's will and claim of your inheritance. Jesus Christ is the Father's last word. In Him, divine revelation is seen and heard in its fullness, and in Him God's revelation is complete. When we see Him, we see the Father. Through Christ, we understand where everything came from, where it's going, and what keeps it going, and why it's here. We also understand what He has done for us. He died for us. Today He is enthroned in glory, ministering to us and for us. He wants to mature us and teach us how to walk by faith and empower us by His grace to do just that. One day He will defeat all His enemies and bring in His righteous kingdom. What a Savior! What a Savior like that! Why look for a substitute? It was Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the prince of preachers who wrote, Other men had the threads of truth, but Christ took the threads and wove them into a glorious robe, put it on, and came forth clothed with every truth of God. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. October 30th, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. But now, in these final days, He has spoken to us through His Son, God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son He made the universe and everything in it. The Son reflects God's own glory, and everything about Him represents God exactly. He sustains the universe by the mighty power of His command. After He died to cleanse us from the stain of sin, He sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God of heaven. This shows that God's Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave Him is far greater than their names. For God never said to any angel what He said to Jesus, You are my Son, today I have become your Father. And again God said, I will be His Father, and He will be my Son. And then, when he presented his honored son to the world, God said, Let all the angels of God worship him. God calls his angels messengers swift as the wind, and servants made of flaming fire. But to his son, he says, Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. Your royal power is expressed in righteousness. You love what is right and hate what is wrong. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. And, Lord, in the beginning you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Even they will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will roll them up like an old coat. They will fade away like old clothing. But you are always the same. You will never grow old. And God never said to an angel, 
as he did to his son, Sit in honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. But angels are only servants. They are spirits sent from God to care for those who will receive salvation. Let's start with this thought. The pattern of purity, or the model of purity, you might say, is Christ. The pattern of purity is Jesus. This is true of all that we are as the followers of Christ. And notice what it says in Ephesians 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. And if my life is pleasing to God, then it's like a fragrant, like in the Old Testament, a fragrant offering that's rising up to God, and God is breathing that in. And some who profess to be the followers of Christ are a stench in God's nostrils. But you can be a fragrant aroma if you're living a life of purity. Beginning in verse 3, he says this, But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Not a lot of squirming room there, is there? There must be no filthiness. That's a term that means general obscenity. Any talk that is sexually degrading of someone. The pattern of purity is Jesus. The opposite of purity is perversion. In verse 5 we learn that the price of impurity, prolonged impurity, unrepented impurity, is hell. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. This does not mean that if you've ever committed any of those sins we just considered, that you won't go to heaven. It means if any of those sins are the unrepented, unchanged, secret, or public practice of your life, you don't really know Christ, no matter what you say. At the root of a pattern, at the root of a life, that is consumed with sexuality, at the root of a life that is consumed with silly, base, gutter talk, at the root of a life that is consumed with covetousness and greed. God isn't the object of worship in that life. Who is worshipped? Self. Self. It's idolatry. It's not Buddha totem pole idolatry. It's me idolatry. I'm the one I worship, I'm the most important, what I want comes first. And if that's the pattern of your life, you don't know God. Verse 7, Do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. You were formerly darkness, but now, you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. 
Romans 12.1, I beg you by the mercies of God to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. It's your reasonable service. It's a basic expectation. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Somehow we've lost this in the church. The biblical teaching on holiness was once the central message of Christian living. The gospel, conversion, and then holiness until I see Christ. We've lost that. Holiness. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness. For this reason it says, Awake sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you. Holiness, purity, trying to find out what pleases the Lord. Because that's all I really need to know. What, what pleases Him? How much clearer or plainer could it be? Psalm 102, verses 1 through 28. God enjoys endless years, but we endure shortened days. Troubled days, days that disappear like smoke, grass, and a shadow. We sit alone like birds in a desert and dying patients in a hospital. How depressing. Do you ever have days like that? Well, if you do, beware. Looking at yourself and your feelings will only make things worse. Do what the writer of this penitential psalm did. Look by faith to the Lord. Things will be different when you look from yourself to God and say, But you, but you shall endure. See, if you know Jesus Christ by faith, you possess eternal life. So, living in a world of death and decay need not be a threat to you because you will live forever with the Lord. But you are the same. You see, as you grow older, you may find yourself resisting change. Loved ones move away or die. Your body weakens. The world changes, and it's easy to become bitter and afraid. But God does not change, and He is your friend and guide to the very end. You can trust Him. He will not let you down. The temporary things will change, but the things eternal will last. Psalm 102, verses 1 through 28. A prayer of one overwhelmed with trouble pouring out problems before the Lord. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea. Don't turn away from me in my time of distress. Bend down your ear and answer me quickly when I call to you. For my days disappear like smoke, and my bones burn like red-hot coals. My heart is sick, withered like grass, and I have lost my appetite. Because of my groaning, I'm reduced to skin and bones. I'm like an owl in the desert, like a lonely owl in a far-off wilderness. I lie awake, lonely as a solitary bird on the roof. My enemies taunt me day after day. They mock and curse me. I eat ashes instead of my food. My tears run down into my drink. Because of your anger and wrath, for you have picked me up and thrown me out. My life passes as swiftly as the evening shadows. I am withering like grass. But you, O Lord, will rule forever. 
Your fame will endure to every generation. You will arise and have mercy on Jerusalem. And now is the time to pity her. Now is the time you promised to help. For your people love every stone in her walls, and show favor even to the dust in her streets. And the nations will tremble before the Lord. The kings of the earth will tremble before his glory. For the Lord will rebuild Jerusalem. He will appear in his glory. He will listen to the prayers of the destitute. He will not reject their pleas. Let this be recorded for future generations, so that a nation yet to be created will praise the Lord. Tell them the Lord looked down from his heavenly sanctuary. He looked to the earth from heaven to hear the groans of the prisoners, to release those condemned to die. And so the Lord's fame will be celebrated in Zion, his praises in Jerusalem, when multitudes gather together and kingdoms come to worship the Lord. He has cut me down in midlife, shortening my days. But I cry to him, My God, who lives forever, don't take my life while I am still so young. In ages past, you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Even they will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will change them like a garment, and they will fade away. But you are always the same. Your years never end. The children of your people will live in security. Their children's children will thrive in your presence. Proverbs 26, verses 21 and 22. A quarrelsome person starts fights as easily as hot embers light charcoal or fire lights wood. What dainty morsels rumors are, but they sink deep into one's heart.